Welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. Hello, and welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I'm a thoracic radiologist in Denver, Colorado, and I'm talking today with Dr. Ella Kazaruni, also a thoracic radiologist. Ella is at the University of Michigan, and we will be talking about our perspectives as radiologists on lung cancer screening. And Ella, I have a question for you that I, I think is probably near and dear to your heart. I wonder if you can just explain what the National Lung Cancer Roundtable is and what it does. Well, thanks, Debbie. It's great to be with you today. The National Lung Cancer Roundtable is facilitated through the American Cancer Society. And it came to be through collaboration between professional organizations to make sure that Medicare came forward and covered lung cancer screening back in about 2014, 2015. At the time, Medicare asked the very important question, which is how are you going to continue this multidisciplinary collaboration so that we can get the best out of lung cancer screening for the population and the public? And the American Cancer Society at that time Bob Smith raised his hand and said, we can do this. A little bit after that, about a year later, I got a call from Bob who asked me if I wanted to chair the Lung Cancer Roundtable. And I have to say, I was taken a little bit aback and had a lot of questions for him. And I'm oh so happy that I said yes. The goal of the Lung Cancer Roundtable is to lower the impact of lung cancer through prevention, early detection, and assuring that patients have optimal diagnostics and therapy available to them. And it's really a national coalition of organizations and invited individuals that are dedicated to reducing the incidence of mortality from lung cancer in the United States. It works through coordinated leadership, strategic planning, advocacy, action, collaboration. We've developed our mission and vision and values Um, Our mission is to create lung cancer survivors. Fundamentally, that's what we're all about. And to do so in a patient-centered, evidence-based way that is inclusive and diverse, proactive, and visionary. We take on big topics and we set strategic plans and goals to make sure that we are doing what we said we're going to do. This model of roundtables has proven to be an effective and efficient platform that harnesses the collective power and expertise of the entire cancer community. No matter what role you serve, professionals and non-professionals, advocates, and importantly, patients, it really is a model that embraces the entire community to see its benefits. And it furthers the mission of individual organizations who all play different roles, but when you bring them together, can accomplish more than they could alone. The National Colorectal Cancer Roundtable is a couple decades old now and has proven its value in doing this for colorectal cancer. So it's great for the National Lung Cancer Roundtable to have that sort of a a role, a role model, shall I say, to, to follow and to hopefully accelerate on given where we are today in the acceleration of technologies to make it faster, to make a difference. I'm fortunate to have a great steering committee at the Lung Cancer Roundtable. The way we're organized is we have an annual meeting that brings our members together. And I have to say, year over year in December, we have exceeded the space that we have planned. And our meetings are larger than ever because interest in lung cancer is is tremendous. 
lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. And the Roundtable, as well as the American Cancer Society, recognize that in order to reduce the impact of cancer on our population as a whole, we have to tackle lung cancer specifically. Our steering committee is an amazing group of national experts from a diversity of backgrounds. This is really important so that we don't get tunnel vision. We have folks not only from different medical disciplines, such as pulmonary medicine and thoracic surgery and tobacco cessation, but we have folks from industry, folks from organizations like the Veterans Health Administration, from Medicare. We have 10 task groups. These task groups are multidisciplinary, interconnected groups, and we have over 200 national subject matter experts and patient advocates on these task groups. We started with five task groups back in 2017, and we quickly recognized the need for more. So now we actually have 10 task groups. Each one of them is developing and nearly finished with their strategic plans that we'll have published in the journal Cancer later this year and into next year that really outline what the current state is, what we're doing now, and what we need to do next. So whether it's provider engagement outreach, survivorship and stigma, reaching out to increase initiatives at the state-based level, or triaging for appropriate treatment, our task groups have really taken on the, the concept of doing a SWOT analysis. What's working well now? What are the strengths in these areas? Where are the weaknesses and opportunities, and what can we do to tackle them? Our task groups will hold specific task group summits where there are content-level needs to get together, bring experts, and really brainstorm together. We used to be able to do these in person, and in 2019, we had task group summits from our lung cancer and women task group and from our state-based initiatives task group. Our last in-person summit this last year was in February, and it's probably one of our biggest and long-term most impactful summits, which is our Stigma Summit. I want to mention this one particularly because stigma impacts the entire lung cancer care continuum. Stigma can make patients and their family members feel like maybe they did it to themselves, or maybe they're blaming themselves, and maybe they don't want to come forward for the care because they don't feel they can bring themselves to a space that's safe. And as long as we have stigma in lung cancer care, we're not gonna be able to have patients come forward when they feel ready, when they need cancer care and stick with it. It's been shown that stigma actually reduces patient outcomes. So we know this scientifically, we know this emotionally, and we are dedicated to the long haul in developing our anti-stigma strategies to eliminating stigma across the lung cancer care continuum. Our last summit that I'll mention this year was just held virtually, and it was a biomarker summit. And we want to make sure that patients with advanced lung cancer who meet testing criteria for biomarkers not only have access to biomarker testing, but get the right testing that links them to appropriate treatments and have high quality along that entire continuum. So we're working very hard currently on our strategic plan and action items around bringing biomarkers to all patients who need it. I like to say no patient left behind who is appropriate for biomarker testing. So those are just some of the topics that we're covering. We're very grateful to our sponsors who come to us and are able to provide financial support to the roundtable to make this work possible. 
And we're grateful to all of the extremely important volunteers, particularly our patient advocates and patients who are part of the roundtable work. Together, we can do a lot more than we can alone. And we're grateful to have such overwhelming support to be able to take on these meaty topics. Wow. Well, thank you for that wonderful explanation and overview of the work of the roundtable. And we certainly appreciate very much the work that you're doing in your leadership there, and then certainly all the members and task groups of the roundtable, because it is very, very important work. So thanks today so much, Ella, for sharing your thoughts with us. And we'll look forward to the growth of lung cancer screening and improvement of treatments. And as you say, as the mission of the Lung Cancer Roundtable to create lung cancer survivors. That's what we're trying to do. So thank you. Thanks so much, Debbie. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable.